0: This is WOMMLP, operating at Billington, Vermont, 105.9 The Radiator. Good evening, it's The Rocket Shop. I'm your host, Tom Proctor, back from a long, 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 long break. Um, and with me tonight is John Daly. Hello. How are you? I'm very good. Very happy to be back in the studio. So thank you so much for being our first guest. Of course. In a, I was going to say post-COVID era, but I think we're just in a COVID era. Yeah,
1: just in the, <laughs> whatever this new world is.
0: Yes. Uh, well, thank you for coming into the show tonight. Um, let's just get right into it. Um, I was doing a little bit of research on you, and uh, you created a concept album from the perspective of Matthew Lyon called Spittin' spit Lion. Uh, lion Spittin' yeah. Lion, yeah. Spittin' Lion, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just straight off the bat, can you tell me a little bit about this historical figure and what connection it is to you?
1: So, um, Matthew Lyon is an early congressman from Vermont, 1798. And uh, he's a forgotten founding father who arguably kept this country from becoming an American monarchy in a number of ways. Um, and uh, I stumbled across him because there's this thing in Vermont where, where all the roads are named after where they go. So, I mean, Lake Street, Cemetery Road, Forge Road, Richmond Road goes mm-hmm. to Richmond, turn around, it's the Hinesburg Road. And it happens all over the state. And I'm a piano tuner, and I was tuning on State Prison Hollow Road. And I'm sitting here thinking, well, there's no prison on this road. What's the deal? And uh, I vaguely remembered when Bernie launched his 2016 presidential campaign. He cited this congressman who was elected from jail. I was like, oh, that's weird, and was sticking in my head. And then I remembered when Jim Jeffords stepped down off the Republican Party during the Bush administration, he also cited Matthew Lyon and um, this congressman elected from jail. So I'm tuning this piano in this really old house on State Prison Hollow Road, and I my imagination's going crazy. And I'm thinking, okay, this room used to be a jail cell. And I'm looking out the window and trying to picture some bars on it. And, like, and my imagination was going crazy while I was tuning. So I, I googled it. I googled you know, congressman elected from jail. And it turns out it's, it's Matthew Lyon. And I've been writing songs for like 30 years. So I asked myself, where's the jail cell of Matthew Lyon? And it was like a punch in the face of Cadence. Like, oh, there's definitely a song there. So, um, I read everything I could, uh, when I've been at this since like 2017. And at that point, there were five books about Matthew Lyon. There's now seven or eight, um, And, uh, so I read everything I could just absorbing information and my songwriting is really, once it breaks the surface tension, if it's a three minute song, it took me three minutes and 20 seconds to write it. The 20 seconds is where is a pen? Mm. And, uh, so the, just sat there absorbing as much information as I could and, and all these books, it was like every chapter was like, are are you kidding me? Are Really? He did this? Like, how come we don't know this guy? And I thought I would be writing a song, maybe two. Sometimes they come in pairs. And and so the surface tension broke and it was like I was falling on a banquet table. I was like, whoa, that's way more than two songs. And it turns out the concept album is 30 songs. And um, most of them were written in a week-long period of manic insomnia like you know how annoying it is when a song is stuck in your head and and when that song is from a musical it's particularly annoying i would have like four songs going in my head at once and um and a lot of them when you hear the concept album i don't have the chops to play that like they're out of my league Uh, so I enlisted my friend, Greg, I I play in John Daly band. I play John Daly in John Daly band. And, um, you know, I didn't think that this was stuff that people would want to hear in a bar. It was like a very weird angle. Um, so I enlisted my old friend, Greg Goldman, like, Hey man, you want to do this weird project with me? And he was game. Um, but then the further I got into the research, the more I realized this is like, really insanely relevant to the current world. Um, And there's speeches that Matthew Lyon gave that are as if he's speaking to us today, like bullseye today. Um, And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it it was a manic process of writing and sending them off to Greg and then he would send back, it was like Christmas presents opening up like his track of what he made out of what I sent to him. And um, then we got to play two years ago at the State House for the album release. We we released it uh, on Election Day, 2018, because um, it's a weird confluence of politics and music and history. And um, and then we got to play in the Vermont State House. Um, I got my guitarist Dennis from the band to wingman for me because I don't know how to play these. I just wrote them, you know, like uh, most of them anyway um but um that was great and then sitting with the material realized like okay you know the concept album is one thing but if you really want these characters to tell their own story there's going to have to be dialogue and so then it was a process of finding a playwright finding someone to you know jump into this and um Again, through piano tuning, I've been tuning for Leslie Becker, who's a local playwright. And um, first I was just like begging her to help me. Like, what What do I do with this? We had a couple of meetings and tried to flush out. There's just so much in it. There's so... It is a, a heavy lift. And at some point she was like, okay, John, I got it. Just trust me. And I was like, yes. <laughs> you know? and um, And she's been working on it for like a year and a half. And she should have an honorary history degree for the digging that she has done. And um, I've gotten to sit through a cold reading of the first draft. She's really polishing the final draft as we speak. And it's awesome, like she knocked it out of the park. So i um, really happy with it. We're assembling the production team. Um, COVID has changed everything. Right now we are hoping, we envision kind of an amphitheater, outdoor, um, Hay bales for benches or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can do quite a lot um, with a minimal stage. You
0: might set the scene quite nicely as well.
1: Yeah, and it would really work because that's how a lot of the traveling troops would have done it in the 1790s. But um, yeah, Matthew Lyon has the distinction, um, several distinctions, but uh, the only congressman in the history of the United States to win re election from jail. And uh, so we were talking earlier about State Prison Hollow Road. Well, that turns into the Virgins Road and his jail cell. Was off Green Street, that alleyway off Green Street in Virgins. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so the material, I'm super proud of it. And um, not everything from the concept album makes it to the stage. Leslie, the playwright, really chose the arc, uh, the theatric arc, uh, based on what moves the characters forward. And, um, you know, playwright is it's very different than songwriting cuz all i have to do is like pull the pin and mm-hmm. throw it and I'm like whatever yeah that's what it means um but she needs every line the character has a reason for saying it and they have their own conflict in each character so um i'm so glad she you know took this up cuz it's it's great um but um yeah um uh, we could play some of the songs
0: i'd love to hear one yeah I, um if have you got all lined up for to, to kick us off?
1: Sure. So uh, one distinction, this one this first one's called Tea Time in Beantown. And uh, and it's the Boston Tea Party. And so on the concept album, the concept album's available. The the cast album or the musical, you can kind of pick out which ones are in it. Um, but there's no cast album available yet. There will be. But um, so Tea Time and Beantown actually opens the show. On the concept album, it's like track eight or something, Uh, but she chose different orders for the material based on what worked for for the theatric arc. And um, the character is different, so this is sung by King George. It's not. It's sung by Queen Charlotte on stage uh, because she was the power behind the throne. And and then lyrics have also changed in order to, again, fit the character's motivation, in some cases, foreshadowing. So you're going to hear Tea Time in Beantown Uh, But this is the concept album version.
0: All right. Well, uh, take it away, Bob.
2: Have you ever been to Boston? They have an attitude problem. They let nothing stop them.
0: town tea time in bean town uh, from the concept album Spitting and Leon by spitting lion spitting lion it just keeps right. keep calling it spitting Leon um, uh, from john daly um so how many how many comparisons have you got from hamilton at this point is uh, that the, is yeah that the we've gotten
1: a lot of the um, vermont's hamilton mm-hmm. and um so let's medium size those expectations <laughs> um, i haven't seen hamilton i've heard maybe the first two or three songs before this even occurred to me to do. Um, but I would never have thought to bother to write a pop colonial album if uh, Lin-Manuel hadn't written Hamilton. Hmm. It wouldn't have occurred to me. Um, but um, I I want to see it. Um, I'm not ready to see it yet. And there's a lot of overlap. Um, I know that um, I mean, the characters were like contemporaries. They're pretty high likelihood they met each other. Um, and I know that um, Hamilton has the, the election of 1800 in it. Uh, we also have that because Matthew Lyon cast the deciding ballot in the contested election of 1800, which gave us President Jefferson. Uh, so that would have been, we, we can't omit that. Um, but um, yeah, I, Lynn had me at Moana, you know, like tear jerking songs on that so but uh someday i'll get to see it i'm just not ready yet so
0: with the with the title spitting lion it sounds like it could end up being like a hip-hop musical like hamilton so how did that aside how did you come up with the idea of the the style of music
1: so it's 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 rock and roll it's a it's pop colonial um it, it there's definitely different styles throughout. And again, that's Greg Goldman who did all the orchestration. He's really versatile and that's an incredible uh, skill set that he has um, to really flush out these different moods. Um, but the name and Lion comes from uh, Mr. Lion himself because he spat in the face of Representative Griswold on the floor of Congress, which led to a fist fight and a caning and uh, old cartoons that you can see on the website but essentially um, Matthew was part of the Green Mountain Boys and early in his military career and there's you know different historic versions of this in some cases they're talking about Ticonderoga in some cases they're talking about um, different time frames and in some versions it's just allegations um, but we chose the arc um, that Early in his military career, Matthew Lyon was accused of of dereliction of duty, and uh, General Gates, who was a Flatlander general, had ordered the Green Mountain Boys to guard a wheat field in Jericho, Vermont, and um, uh, under pressure of an imminent attack, the, the Green Mountain Boys were like, hey, you know, we're not here to fight for a New Yorker's wheat field, we're we're here to fight the Revolutionary War. But he was the commanding officer, so he had to take the fall for it. Um, so he was accused of dereliction of duty and awarded a wooden sword of cowardice. And uh, so he, he gets to the floor of Congress, and um, this dirty laundry about the wooden sword comes out. He was like a thorn in the side of the Federalists. Um, and um, so this is a good time to play the song Catamount, which is about the Green Mountain Boys. So, again, this is the concept album version, and um, it's named after the Catamount Tavern, where the Green Mountain Boys kind of plotted all of their stuff. And it's a toast to democratic ideals. Uh, So, hit that. (laughs)
2: Here's to eat.
3: Alan Oracle of Reason is to Matthew Lion And his Fiery Tongue Here's to Chittenden May he Make it Home
2: To Williston And, and here's, to Green Green Boys. Boys. Yes. Here's, here's To the Green Mountain Boys, Boys. Yes here's, here's To the Green Mountain Boys, Boys. Here's
0: song Catamount, on Spit and Lion, the concept album about Matthew Lyon, uh, a representative of Congress back in the uh, eighteen hundreds, seventeen
1: ninety eight. Seventeen, 17 so ninety eight. <laughs> so he gets to Congress, and his first speech on the floor of Congress is to refuse to kneel down in front of President John Adams. And that is a historic fact that president John Adams expected to be greeted on bended knee and everybody genuflected, everybody went on bended knee and then he would say, rise and address his excellency. So Lyon arrives at Congress having just fought for these democratic ideals of co-equal branches and uh, government of citizens and no one's above the law. And he refuses to kneel and, um, the federalists have the Congress, the federalists have the Senate, the federalists have the executive, and uh, and they don't like it one bit. And he starts this animosity. Um, that song's called Co-Equal Branches. We're not playing that today, but that's when Lion refuses to kneel. And uh, so they first they try to humiliate him. Once he refuses to kneel, they try to humiliate him with the wooden sword, these accusations. That doesn't shut him up. Um, and he's still uh, a thorn in their side, so they decide to to jail him, Um, and they pass the alien and sedition laws. And basically, um, Matthew Lyon accused the president of um, having selfish avarice, requiring foolish pomp and ridiculous adulation. Uh, And you can read that whole speech on the history section, uh, but it is eerily similar to the executive of today. And um, so this song is... uh, is alien sedition. And this is the nearly verbatim, the letter of the law. Okay.
3: The president has the right to refuse you. The president has the right to refuse you. His excellency may expel by such alien born persons that he may judge to be dangerous to his rule. The President has the right to refuse you The President has the right to refuse you His Excellency, the President, may imprison any person Who shall print or publish against this government Maliciously, I say to thee The President has the right to refuse you The president has the right to refuse you You intend to disrepute, I refuse you You intend to stir sedition, I refuse you By this rightful law, I can imprison Those who clearly threaten me For the peace and security The President has the right To refuse you The President has the right To refuse you As I draw my quill Upon this legislation It is no accident The day of its creation Happy birthday Mr. Lion. The president has the right to review. He 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 will he will the president has the right to review. He 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 will he
2: will
0: so you said that, that was pretty much word for word what the decree was. Yeah,
1: really close. And uh The Alien and Sedition Laws authorized the president to bar immigrants or expel immigrants and incarcerate the press. And so stuff that Matthew Lyon was saying on his stump speech while he was running for election, stuff that he was printing in his newspaper, uh, was considered sedition. You couldn't speak out against the administration. And uh, his newspaper is amazing. He wrote The Scourge of Aristocracy um and he printed that on a printing press that he purchased from benjamin franklin the typeset letters of matthew lyon's printing press were made from melted down bullets of the revolutionary war so i defy you to find me a better example of the value of free press than matthew lyon's bulletin
0: so uh you're obviously coming from this from a uh, from a position of admiration for this for this man and uh and it's understandable. I mean, he's a uh, he's a Vermont figure who uh, thumbed his nose at federal authority, especially in a time when Vermont was seen as kind of like this the the redheaded stepchild, if you will, of the of the state. Sure. Yeah. And and um, I think to this day, Vermont has that kind of attitude we're a bit different this the is probably the where it came States. from States. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. so um one big criticism of hamilton and obviously we're going to have to keep comparing these two because right. they're very similar is it very much glosses over some of the um some from some of the more egregious charges of right. the men of that era right have you have you kind of mentioned anything like that within the the album or within the that's the a, a very written?
1: important part of the theatric arc Mm-hmm. that's the, not at all excluded. Um, so, uh, people are a mosaic and, um, lots of different ingredients go into making us today and historic figures. So, um, no, we don't ignore that. Um, it is part of the plot that, uh, so, you know, Vermont was not part of the original 13. Mm-hmm. We're, we're state number 14 and there's you know different reasons for that. But the real reason for that is because we were the first state to make slavery illegal mm-hmm. in 1777. And none of the Southern states would vote to allow an abolitionist state into the union. They would have lost their majority in Congress. And so there was this period where Vermont was a republic, not really by choice, but because we had those values and weren't going to change the constitution. And at the end of the arc, so Matthew Lyon casts the deciding ballot that gives us precedent Jefferson, but he spent all of his political capital doing it. They threw him in jail. He started writing from jail. Everything he writes from jail is sedition. He, they have to sell land to pay the bail. The All of his businesses are falling apart because he's not there to attend to them. So he actually casts the deciding ballot for Jefferson and then relocates to Kentucky, which is an enslavement state. And so that facet of his character is not ignored and it it is in fact highlighted by another forgotten founding father named Jeffrey Brace, who um, wrote an autobiography. um, Jeffrey Brace wrote the autobiography, The Blind African Slave, uh, which is a brutal accounting of the New England slave trade. And it is only through Jeffrey Brace's autobiography that we know that Matthew Lyon and Jeffrey Brace were neighbors in Connecticut and friends and inspired each other uh, as adults and so there is a scene and one of the hidden tracks that the website makes reference to but is um, not released yet is brace's song where he's he's calling lion on this decision to go from the first free state to an enslavement state and it was the you know um, there were the, the the original compromise was, okay, Vermont can join the union under your terms, but look, we found Tennessee and Kentucky, both enslavement states at the same time. Mm. Uh, so, um, and one of the things that Leslie, the playwright, does really well is to confront these intractable issues and I wouldn't say, you know, insist on one resolution or not but at least it it's right in your face um and so she has both in dialogue and then i have in song this confrontation and it's really um so lion offers hey let's all let's all move together to kentucky and brace is like there's i can't go there um but the the actual quote from jeffrey brace's book is i wouldn't want to be jailed for some sort of sedition and on its surface level it's like yeah i'm not going to kentucky get real on, on the next level, it's, um, it's a really nuanced race conversation where like, okay, lion, sure. You were an an Irish redemption but you ran for office and you became a congressman. You got thrown in jail and reelected from office. That's not happening for a black person and Vermont. Yeah. We were the first free state, but free is not equal. And, you know, you read his autobiography and Brace was bamboozled and lied to and chased off his land. So, you know, that promise, he he fought for the Revolutionary War. He fought for the Constitution. He is a forgotten founding father. Um, and that promise was never achieved to this day. Uh, but that is what he was fighting for. And so we we include that the best we can. Um, but, um, yeah, so again, back to the newspaper, right? So, um you know, New York Times, all the news that's fit to print. The, the header for The Scourge of Aristocracy was a Defoe quote um, Nature has left this tincture in the blood that all men would be tyrants if they could. If they forbear their neighbor to devour, tis not for want of will, but want of power. And that head, that warning against consolidated power was the first thing you'd read on the scourge of aristocracy. And so that really does sum up Lion's Ark. Um, and I don't want to, you know, spoil spoiler alerts, but um, no, we don't ignore it. Um, we confront it as best we can without trying to spoon feed any answers, just part of the question. Um, so yeah, that's definitely involved. Um, Back to um, him being in jail, though, the probably the defining characteristic of Matthew Lyon is, is defiance. Um, he witnessed his father's execution in the Old World. He was from Ireland, and um, his father was part of the White Boys' Rebellion, which basically the, the king of England came to Ireland and said, I need to see the paperwork for this land. And the Irish had you know, hereditary father to son with no paperwork. And the king said, oh, no, no, I found the paperwork. Turns out I own Ireland. And then the White Boys' Rebellion, you know, stood up against the the monarchy. And um, the last time Lyon saw his father was when he was publicly hanged. And so it was just part of his, the grain of his character uh, was to be against consolidated power and against abusive power. Um, and so this next song is called Ivory Tower and this one is while he's in jail in Virgins, uh, in the alleyway off Green Street alright take it away yes, give me a second <laughs> <laughs> a phone does not like face masks. Now it's have enough money All that power to your head no idea what you're up against
2: it must be cold in your ivory tower
1: when no one ever told the truth
2: far below
1: Immigrants Cause they don't look like us And they don't know, my God What have we become?
2: It must be cold in your ivory tower When no one ever told
0: his album spitting lion um i did happen to notice that the line there is in uh, our, our country is, thrives on diversity or, or something to that effect and i guess that that does kind of take me back to that last question sure Was, would that would that honestly be matthew lion's personal point of view on the country or does diversity get explained to mean you know generally white diversity or well that's a really good
1: question Um, so we know from Jeffrey Brace's book that, that they were friends, um, and without doing too much of a spoiler alert on the, on the theatric arc, um, Lyon starts to identify with, with his power, um, sees himself more as a congressman than anything else. By the end, he's attached to the power. Um, and that's, again, it's like that Defoe quote about, you know, being a tyrant if you could, if not for lack of will, but lack of power. Um, so once he became in a position of power, um, there's the, the traitor savior arc. Um, one who is seen as the savior may one day be the traitor. One who is portrayed as the traitor may one day be the savior. So, um. We don't ignore that he moved to Kentucky, and the character of Jeffrey Brace calls him out on it. Will you be legislating against slavery in your new home um and so no, we don't ignore it, but we can't um can't resolve it this is This is what happened
0: yeah, no, for sure, and I think it's important to uh, if it, as an historical play or as an historical album, I think that it's possible to to have it there as this is a product of the time but at the same time i don't know i suppose listening to it and hearing diversity the thing that i think of sure. is the sort of diversity we have in the united states today right and i suppose other people listening to it might might have that same idea of this is the sort of thing that matthew line supported in this song at this time and um as a historian, amateur historian yeah. or yeah. semi-professional, I guess, after this album, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm get, I'm kind of getting to the point of, like, is it important to clarify that, at least uh, in the song or in the play itself, that diversity for Math Lyon meant not slavery rather than actual strength and diversity of of black people and brown people and immigrants um, in, in the United so States. So the...
1: the the reason he was in jail was because he was an immigrant um, and he was speaking out against the administration. So, um, at the time, the caravan of immigrants they were scared of were the Irish and the French. Mm-hmm. And there's a, another song um, by his, his wife, who's, he's in jail and his wife is basically running his campaign while he's in jail. Um, and, uh, and she kind of asks those questions about, you know, who's to say you're not next. Um, but the friendship between Brace and Lion has to be established to be close in order for the audience to feel the loss at the end of the arc when he moves to Kentucky. Um, and yeah, like I don't want to give away too much, but we do our best to confront the hypocrisy. We do our best to hold the white community accountable and we do our best to play in the key of atonement which is b major not be minor never be diminished um, but there is no way around the fact that i'm a white person and i'm telling a black man's story and at first when the concept album came out i just didn't think i could i would just this is not my place. It's not my story to tell. The best I can do is remember him. But in in essence, that's just whitewashing. That's even worse than telling it as best I can as a white person. Um, and the patient ghost of Jeffrey Brace was like, all right, John, uh, I don't know where you're getting this black and white from, ghost or transparent. How about you tell me how you would feel if a friend did this to you? Just how would you feel if a friend did that? And the song was like, oh, here it is. Um, And so that's a hidden track, and you're right on the pulse of the piece. I mean, this is the learning curve. But we don't resolve it. You, the audience, have to sit with it. Um, Because, again, we didn't write this arc. We're just telling you what happened. And the truth is that white America and Irish Americans... We traded the profit for the profit. And that's part of our history. And, and so to be accountable to that personally and and ironically, this will be a performance. So it can't help but be performative. Um, but again, it's like either, we <laughs> either I say I can't speak for him because I'm white or I just do the best I can because it would be salt on the wounds to ignore it. You know, it would be whitewashing and insulting. And, you know, like I, I do love Matthew Lyon. I don't only love Matthew Lyon. Um, but um, he did go on to win reelection to Congress as a congressman from Kentucky. And just as Jeffrey Brace warned him, you know, I wouldn't want to be jailed for some sort of sedition. Jeffrey was warning him, you're about to betray all of your highest ideals. Hmm. And Lyon couldn't see it because he was an Irish redemptioneer and, oh, it was, you know, it was good enough for me. Um, and he was gripped on power. You know, he had he'd given everything. And, you know, you can make an argument he didn't have a choice but to leave Vermont. All of the arrest warrants were still valid. Yeah. Um, he all of the judges were Adam's appointees. He was not going to get a moment's peace. His businesses were destroyed. He was broke. They needed to relocate. Um, but uh, his grandchildren fought for the Confederates. Mm. So this is part of the accountability. This is this is part of what we need to see. The part of the vehicle is understanding, like, wow, look at this. This guy kept us from being an American monarchy. He had all of these democratic ideals and then in the end so um yeah you're right on top of it and after the interview i can play you one of the hidden tracks because we try our best not to hold any punches although um i can't help but recognize i'm speaking out of turn but i you can't be silent not going to be silent about it Mm. you know i'd rather get it wrong than not try
0: um, so I want to talk a little bit about how you created the album in the first place. Mm. And I did I read that you while you were writing it, you did it in full regalia with a quill and on the candle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so there's method acting and then there's yeah, method writing. So yeah. me tell a little bit more about that, so, and about that, that way um, that you created this.
1: So uh, you know, like I said, my personal writing style, you know, the, if it's a four minute song or four minutes and 10 seconds to write it, trying to find the pen. And this stuff was just going through my head, like three or four at a time. And I was, I would grab a pad of paper and I'd be writing the lyrics and singing the melody. and like, Oh, I like that. And, um, I heard Sia, I heard an interview from Sia where she writes to the title. So the record company is like, you know what a really Googled term is? Titanium. I'm like, oh, okay, here's the song Titanium. So I wrote them to the title. I wrote, I'd made an arc, and I was like, okay, here he's in jail. Here he votes for Jefferson. Here he's leaving Ireland. And what would these songs be called? And then I wrote them to the title. And it was, you know, sending to Greg um, rough, really rough chords or straight up acapella on the phone, um, and then having him send it back. And uh, it was manic, it was like alarmingly manic. And, um, and I knew I was done with that first huge load of them um, because it was quiet in my head. But toward the end, when it wasn't just like, poke, here's a song, poke, here's a song. Um, then yeah, I, I hollowed out a feather, put the pen in there. It's like I was writing by candlelight with tricone hat, fake musket in the corner. And just I, I didn't want to let Matthew out of the room just yet um and um yeah, I've never like I said it was like falling on a banquet table like i I've encountered songs as a pair, you know like here's here's the painting, here's the palette, and like I chose these colors and these shapes, and I didn't use these ones and so it was um it was scary, it was out of control um but um it it, it, had to, it had to go. It was a movement. <laughs> it had to get out, you know?
0: I mean, did you come to this as a historical reenactor or a historian in another way? Or is this, this... Straight up this, songwriting. It was, was just this, like,
1: I got to tell this guy's story.
0: It was a bolt from the blue. There was nothing... Yeah, there was no, it was no really... no to this. Was, yeah, I mean, like... I, it was more you were gripped by by the idea and the and the person himself. Right, and, and right. You just had to get the out relevance, The relevance,
1: the crazy relevance of the moment. I mean... Um, when you read what got him in jail, um, when you read, um, he wrote this letter, this open letter to uh, John Adams that he published one minute after the Adams administration. So he sat there with the printing press and labeled it 12.01 a.m. <laughs> you know, like, waited just a minute after, oh, you're not the president anymore. Um, you know, when you read that speech, I could, I could read it for you, but um, it's now. It's, history is 2020. It is right now. And um, so at first it was really just um, alarming. Like I'm watching history repeat itself through the current administration and its corruption and abuse of power and, um, and shouting in the wind, like, no, we've done this before. No, we did this before. You know, we've definitely almost been a monarchy before. Um, and uh, I think that getting to hear it Um, getting to perform parts of it, getting to hear the script. It's like a salve, you know, like, okay, we're, we're doing what we can. And, um, you know, theater's political. It's, it's, it's defiant. Um, that song, Ivory Tower, if you drive into DC playing that, man, ooh, that feels good. Um, but, um, yeah, I can't wait to, to share it. We're, Putting together the team, you know, and the whole drama entourage, and um, we'll see what COVID allows us to get away with. But um, the story's been waiting 200 plus years, so we'll <laughs> let it grow.
0: So, who who you gathered so far? Have you got actors that are kind of interested? And have you uh, have you even had like a read through yet, or is it still we've done the early stages? we've
1: done one cold read through of the first draft. Um, And the script has been polished two or three times since then. Um, So the way Leslie describes it is, you know, first she figures out what she wants them to say, and then she refines how they will say it. Um, So I'm pretty sure she's done with the last refinement, but it's really uh, her process right now.
0: Has there been any conflict between the two of you? Uh, you said that you, you know there's a there's a lot there's a lot more on the concept album there will be than there will be in the final finished play.
1: She said, "Trust me," and I'm doing my best to yeah. trust her. But it is it's been a hard process to let go. Um, but she's doing amazing, and it's like she's really put her heart into it, and I love the product, and um, so and I've learned a lot working with her. You know, so. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's conflict because we're all artists and so we all have our ego. Um, but there's not, um, there, there's an understanding that we all want this to move forward. We believe in this, really feel the spirit of it and that it's relevant and important and that it, it offers something about the moment that is concise, um, and that is incisive and that will help. You know, the way you were talking about, you know, what is, what would lion mean by diversity? When you're in the modern audience watching, I think it may help you understand like, oh yeah, we really did betray our neighbor. We really did. Um, I would feel this way if my friend did that to me. Mm. Um, So it's personal. And the tension in the the hurt and the trauma in the world is cumulative personal. It comes across as a system. It comes across as a government or as a structure. But it's personal. It's been a lot of personal pain.
0: With Sorry. To no, interrupt. go ahead. Um, with a potential change in administration in November, are you looking to get this out pre-election or? Uh,
1: we would love to put this out before the election. We would just love to, but it's going to grow at its own pace. So, um, you know, we got to get the right team. And then if COVID will permit that we're doing amphitheater style, that's what we'll do. But then the weather's going to determine like, okay, can you really get on stage in October? I don't know. Uh, I mean, these autumns have been getting longer and warmer. Um, and it's, it's, it's a heavy lift and it's a blazing hot iron. So I'd rather do it right than rush it. But I really feel like we get the right team. A lot of people who were were busy this summer, they were canceled. Their stuff was canceled. So there's actually a lot of people available, um, and so and I believe in the Vermont artist community, and I I want to do it here. I want to see it here. I mean to to perform it in Vergennes. There's probably relatives, great 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 grandkids, who's you know, relatives were at the day that he got out of jail. The day he got out of jail, the Green Mountain Boys almost burned the building down. Like, it was, it was a riot. There was almost a riot on the street between federal forces and local forces because the jailer had more arrest warrants in his hand. And he was ready, the minute lion got out of jail, to be like, yep, turn back right around. Um, but um, at the time, there's all these different nuances of the law. At the time, if you were a federal official and you were on your way to work or on your way back from work, you were no longer local jurisdiction. And the logic behind that was, you know, you can imagine if you were in South Carolina and you had to get to Philadelphia, but your brother who you hate lives in North Carolina and you're, you know, you you could get arrested on the way to work by a local authority. I don't know why he didn't make it to the vote, you know? Uh, So Lyon steps out of jail and his foot touches the ground and he says, I'm off to Philadelphia, which is basically like, sorry, I'm out of your jurisdiction, which probably was a relief to the the jailer because the Green Mountain boys were going to wreck the building. They were gonna burn it to the ground. And there was a parade that followed Matthew Lyon from Virgins, Vermont to the seat of power in Philadelphia that was twelve miles long. And it you know, every town, the Vermont flag led the way, every town getting drunk on cider and original speeches and songs. And he was the lion of Vermont when they say, Oh, the lion of the Congress, the lion of the Senate. It's not L I O N it's L Y O N. He was the lion of the Congress and uh, forgotten founding father should be household name. And when you read his speeches, it's now it's right now.
0: It's amazing. Um, well, we, we, pretty much all we've got time for. Have we got any last songs that you wanted to showcase before we No, we're good. I'll, we I can play you the out? hidden track afterward, but all not right. for the airtime. Well, I really do wish you the best of luck with this play. Uh, I think it's a phenomenal story and I think uh, Vermont would very much like to see it. Um, yeah.
1: I'd love to see it in Vermont. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to, love to see it. I can't wait to see it on stage. Yeah. Um,
0: if if it comes out uh, the next few months, let me know and uh, I'll, be, oh, I'll be here. I'll be front row and center um but uh thank you so much for coming on this evening yeah thanks for having me man i appreciate it uh that was matthew Lyon. oh sorry that was matthew Lyon. sorry <laughs> the name in my head now that was john daly uh who wrote the concept album about matthew Lyon called spitting and lion and is coming out with the play of the same name
1: yeah spitting lions
0: same name hopefully in the next few months uh this has been the rocket shop i'm not sure who we've got on next week bob you want to tell me We've got Bobby Coe, so uh, come on down for that. I'm not going to be here, obviously. Uh, <laughs> be here. So we've got Molly uh, will be uh, uh, sitting in the interviewer seat. But thank you so much for listening in today. This will be 105.9 at the Radiator, the rocket shop. I've been your host on Proctor. It's been great to be back, and we'll catch you next week.